Happy Canada Day long weekend. You don't have your face painted or like, what's going on here? Did you get to the fireworks? Or you saw the natural ones a little bit later? The dog did and he didn't like it. I think he got onto Kelsey's pillow pretty pretty fast that evening. Anyone else have pets that they, they just don't do so well in the thunder and lightning and things like that? When your whole room lights up, when the drapes are, are pulled and your eyes are closed, like that's, that's bright, you know? It's one of those things. But it's a, it's a new season for us. Obviously on the calendar, summer started just like a week and a half ago or so. But really when you hit July and school's out, doesn't it feel like we're in summer mode? What do you think of this? Should we fill it with water? I think some people are wondering, you can't tell from, from this area, but like you could get your, take your flip-flops off and, and sit back here. Um, it, it was tempting during service to not get up here and sit in one of the chairs, but I thought like maybe if there was one of those ones that like goes down, is it, is it like zero, what, what are they called? Uh, and you just kind of float. That, that's pure relax mode there. If you have one of those, you're, you're doing it right. Uh, so we're in this summer series uh, called Waterside. And uh, it should feel, and I hope it does feel for you, like it's, it's a bit of an oasis in, in, in kind of a desert land. I hope that anytime you come here this summer that it's, it's a time of refreshing as we were just singing and as we were just praying. We, we believe Jesus has living water for us and we're coming to him uh, today. And uh, so just yesterday I was at Beulah. And I know some of you are like, what is a Beulah? And uh, why are you talking about that? Uh, so a few of us got to be a part of this. And, and because of COVID and things like that, there was uh, the first uh, summer going into it with regulations. We were able to, to safely do kind of an online thing for a few services. And then last year, because things weren't opening as quickly as, as we had hoped, they shifted gears. So we didn't have normal meetings down in Browns Flat, New Brunswick. It's actually a really beautiful spot. And uh, so, but yesterday we were able to be there, uh, not for, for a, a kind of a traditional service, more of a, a worship service, and a lot of people were invited to that. But what was kind of cool, the reason I'm sharing is I got to be a part of it. I was the old guy on stage by at least a couple years, but it was kind of a combination of, of Crosspoint and Corbett Church. And so it was cool, uh, Corbett's where I first went to youth group, so a few uh, people that I was in youth group with over 20 years ago were with me. Dana Budovich was playing the drums, and Juliana McClain was on keys. But then from our church, John and Blair were, were a part of it. Blair was right up front singing and leading, but also a, a former cross pointer, Shea Guptill, was singing with us too, which was awesome. And, uh, and Aaron Hopkins was leading us. And so it was a, a real privilege to get to be a, a part of that. And, and people were coming back into the tabernacle. And I didn't get the count, but it, it, it felt really good. And so the rest of this week, I'll, I'll, I'll be there for, for different services to participate in that. And then district conference on, on Thursday and then ordination service, which last year, imagine doing ordination service on Zoom. It's just not the same. Like you don't get to march in together, you know, the same way. And so we're really looking forward to, to that week. But it was great. We got to uh, pray together, lead in worship, uh, have a great time, and then, and then celebrate communion. And so we were able to kind of kick things off. And it was great that uh, our church from here in Marysville and our, our sister church just, just across uh, the Nashwalk uh, was also a part of that for, for the whole district. So it was really encouraging. So this Waterside series, as you can see by the graphic and by everything set up up here, 
It's, it's intentional. You know, water is a huge theme throughout Scripture from that very first chapter in Genesis to the very final chapter in Revelation. Water seems to be a theme. Uh, so in Genesis, when it says the earth was formless and empty and darkness covered the deep waters, the Spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the waters. And then that last chapter of Revelation, it says the Spirit and the bride say, come, let anyone who hears this Come, let anyone who is thirsty come, let anyone who drinks freely from the water of life. And we believe Jesus is that creator in Genesis, and he's also the one who provides the living water in Revelation. And so that's what we're looking at. And I heard you cheer when Kenzie was reminding you of baptism service on July the 24th. Isn't that exciting? We've done this, it's, it's been a tradition, and, and we could do it in January. Uh, there's been times where they actually had to cut into the ice and, and go uh, in there. We would do that for you if you really wanted to, because sometimes you can't tell, but behind all of this, uh, we have a tank there, and there are times that it feels like the Nash Walk in January, even when we're trying to circulate the water. For some reason, it just doesn't want to warm up as much as we would prefer. But, but it's a significant step, and if you haven't been baptized, we would love to help you with that. So you can chat with us after. You can go online to our website, slash baptism. Uh, there's actually a handout there. You can fill out a form this week. You can do that online or you can call us, whatever you want to do. Uh, but last summer we celebrated 10 uh, lives who, who are transformed as you go under the water. It's like your old life is, is being buried and gone. When you come up out of the water, you're raised to new life. It is symbolic. It is awesome. It is something that Jesus asked us to do, to go make disciples and baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So we would love to do that, but even if there's one, it's worth doing. And so if you're that one, let's, let's do that. Let's celebrate that life change, and then we're going to celebrate with a barbecue. So it can't go wrong, right? You guys good with that? Let's pray before we look into the scripture this morning. Father, thank you so much for this time that we've been able to spend in your presence already. Thank you so much for the team leading us, going before us in, in song and in music and, and in prayer. Thank you for just setting the stage for, for today and this summer. And so now just, just help us to uh, really focus on you. Help me to get out of the way to, to allow your word to, to speak, allow your spirit to, to work here. I really do pray that this would be an oasis for someone who feels uh, really dry right now, that um, th those that might not even realize how thirsty they are, that, that Lord, you would, you would provide for their thirst and you would uh, make this a, a time of, of refreshing and, and renewal and um, you'd be changing lives even now, we pray it in Jesus' name, amen. So to set up the context a little bit for today, for next week, and, and really for, for the summer, there's going to be some New Testament uh, themes and, and, and events that we're talking about that are water side. Uh, and, and so in, in this exact one, if you look at the beginning of, of Mark chapter 4, you'll see it on the screen. It says that once again, Jesus began teaching by the lakeshore, kind of waterside. Is that a stretch? You guys good? Okay. Uh, a very large crowd soon gathered around him, so he got into a boat. And then he sat in the boat while all the people remained on the shore. And so to set up even that chapter, there's, there's actually uh, several parables that he shares, and he explains some to the disciples before we get to the scene that we're about to read. But this is something common, and in Mark's gospel, there's several times where they're on one side of the shore or the other, and so next week we're going to see the other side. But first, let's see what we're looking at. Uh, a little later in the chapter, after the stories, you pick up in verse 
35, it says, As evening came, Jesus said to his disciples, Let's cross to the other side of the lake. So they took Jesus in the boat and started out, leaving the crowds behind, although other boats followed. But soon a fierce storm came up. High waves were breaking into the boat. And it began to fill with water. Jesus was sleeping at the back of the boat with his head on a cushion. The disciples woke him up shouting, Teacher, don't you care that we're going to drown? When Jesus woke up, he rebuked the wind and said to the waves, Silence, be still. Suddenly the wind stopped and there was a great calm. And he asked them, Why are you afraid? Do you still have no faith? And the disciples were absolutely terrified. Who is this man, they asked themselves. Even the wind and waves obey him. That's the context for today. And maybe you've read that either in Mark's gospel or another account. Or maybe a similar one where Jesus actually comes to them walking on the water. That's a few chapters later as well. This is what's going on. Uh, you know, in, in 1986, the, the hull of a fishing boat was recovered in the mud in the northwest shore of Sea of Galilee, and it was about five miles or so from Capernaum. Uh, and and this, this boat was about 26 and a half feet long, about seven and a half feet wide, and, and four and a half feet high. So if you can kind of picture that, um, they dated it somewhere between 120 and 40. Uh, 120 BCE and, and, and about 40 uh, CE, and it had two rowers per side. And so, if you can imagine, there'd be there'd be two in, in one section, one on each side, and then and then just behind them. That was how they propelled it. They didn't have a, a motor at the time, and the capacity was probably about 15 people. So that could have fit Jesus and the disciples. And we hear that in, in verse 36, other boats followed, and we don't know how close exactly they were as the storm came up and. What was their experience when the storm was, was calmed? But in Mark's gospel, his, his written account is from eyewitnesses, and we believe that Peter's probably the most, uh, the most probable source in this, especially for this event. And so it's probably Peter giving, giving his own kind of testimony to Mark to share with us. And so you're going to see this on the screen, both online and in the room, but uh, David Smith, former professor at Kingswood, he wrote that he was at rest, meaning Jesus, and they were in distress. It's interesting, but after a full day of teaching, not sure exactly when, um, uh, when he began, but after a full day of teaching, an evening came as they're crossing to the other side, it's his first chance to have just a, a moment of, of Peace and quiet is what I would say, but that's probably not how it felt to everyone else. And so somehow he's, he's so tired that he's able to, to sleep in the back here. And so that's why they're, they're kind of like, what, what is going on? Why are you doing this? Like, we're about to drown. What are you doing? But Jesus had everything in control. I love in the message paraphrase, it says that the wind ran out of breath the sea became smooth as glass. Have you ever been there where it, it, it seems like, uh, you know, you could, you could throw a pebble across and it would get to the other side because it just seems like it's probably frozen? Uh, it, it, was, it was that kind of, of still. Uh, the Sea of Galilee, I've never been there. Has anyone traveled uh, over there? You, you've been there? So what they say is that it, it's quite a bit below sea level and, and nearby there are some mountains, some, some big hills that are quite a bit above and it's, 
it's kind of a perfect scenario to have um, weather just, just change on a dime, you know. And so this is a spot where these are fishermen mostly in the boat with them. So if, if they're scared of it, they, they would be somewhat accustomed to this. So if they think they're going to drown, it's probably a pretty bad storm. I don't know if you've been in a boat uh, when something like that's happened. Uh, but in, in this case, they, they, just, they just want to get to the other side. Have you ever been in a boat so long that you're just like, I just, I just want to get out? And it's kind of like the cartoons or, or in the movies, they get out and they kiss the ground because they're just so glad to be on dry land again. It's probably a little bit like that. What I love about this, I was reading through uh, Psalm 107, and especially in verse 29, it says that he stilled the storm to a whisper and stilled the waves. And so in the, in the NIV, the way that it's written is, he stilled the storm to a whisper and the waves of the sea were hushed. So I thought we could try something. It's summer, right? We're not, we're not in school, but if this was like youth group or if this was CP Kids or if this was VBS, I would get some participation. Are you guys up for some participation? It just requires a little bit of breath. Do you, have, you ever, have you ever whispered before? I know that you have. Can you whisper? It actually, actually it, it takes a little bit more effort to whisper than it does to, to shout in some ways. Uh, do, you, do you know anyone like that? And so in, in this, what I want you to try, and you see it on the screen, you see it, try it at home as well. So there's two parts. So try it this way. The wind ran out of breath. The sea became, uh, you know what? I totally messed it up, didn't I? You're like, what are you doing? You're on the wrong one. My apologies. Can we start over? Pretend we're recording for the first time. We're going to get it right. You guys ready? I didn't even give you a fair try. He stilled the storm to a whisper. And the waves of the sea were hushed. Now we're going to put it together. Are you guys ready? He stilled the storm to a whisper. The waves of the sea were hushed. Doesn't it sound like we're, it's story time? I could be sitting in one of these chairs and the kids are all around right now. Thanks for participating with that. I almost messed it up. I apologize. But here's, here's the thing is that in, in, this, kind of, uh, in this kind of story, that it, it's not that that hadn't happened before and it's not necessarily that it's prophesied from happening uh, here later, but, but he actually did this in, in such a scene where it would have been loud. There's two things going on here. It, it says that he rebuked the wind. The wind is part of why the waves are, are, are kind of going like this. And he said to the waves. So he, he's talking to the wind and, and waves here. Is this kind of weird? Like we read it like, oh yeah, of course he did that. But it's like, wait, what? What are you talking about? He's talking to the wind and the waves separately as though they're people or something? Like, what is happening here? This is kind of crazy. And so the question that the disciples ask each other is, who is this man? This is, this is the question they ask each other. Who is this man? And so the answer is, which is still sort of kind of confusing, but even the wind and waves obey him. And so this is kind of the context to get us started. Before we can go into the, the next chapter and, and talk about it next week, we have to kind of wrestle with this. This is what Mark is trying to set us up for. Just like we were whispering a second ago, is this man, Jesus, he stilled the storm to a whisper and the waves of the sea were hushed. He's, he's talking to, to both and this is who he is and this is what Mark wants us to see and this is what I want us to see today is that Jesus does what only God can do because he's God. And this is what they're, they're up against and, and often in the, in the Old Testament, 
Lord is capitalized, and, and, and some feel like this is missing out on, on that interaction between the Lord and Moses where he, he says his name, and, you know, he says, I, I am, but there's other places where he, it's, it's Yahweh, but for, for Jewish believers, they don't actually uh, say it, they, they write out consonants, and so we don't officially know exactly how it sounds, but sometimes they'll write Y-H-W-H and, and capitalize, and uh, Jared Bias says that Yahweh is creator, by which the Bible often refers to the one who tames the chaotic forces of creation. And who could do that besides the one who created? We looked just a few weeks back in, in John chapter 1. It was really last month, I guess, that we were looking at how Jesus was not just involved, but nothing was created except through him. You might also think of a of, of parallel to Jonah. Jonah is this minor prophet. He's, he's a prophet for sure, but it's, it's a small book and and really, it's, it's four short chapters, like in, in my scripture. We're going to look at this at the end of the month for a family service, just a little, uh, a little setup. But it's, it's very short. You, you could read it in maybe seven minutes or something like that. And it's one that often kids read about Jonah and the whale. Although whale, the term isn't used there. It's, it's really just like a large fish. But the parallel is this. In Jonah 1, 5, and 6, it says, But all this time Jonah was sound asleep in, in the hold. So the captain went down to him. How can you sleep at a time like this, he shouted. Get up and pray to your God. Maybe he will pay attention and spare our lives. And in the story that we're reading in Mark, Jesus was sleeping in the back of the boat, his head on a cushion. The disciples woke him up shouting, Teacher, don't you care that we're going to drown? It might sound like, well, that's not really that close. But this was their prayer, and God paid attention and spared them. I love just the following verse in, uh, in Psalm 107 when we were reading with the whisper. The very next one says, What a blessing was that stillness as he brought them safely into harbor. Again, if you've ever been out a long time in a boat, or uh, would anyone even, even admit to being on a cruise ship that has been held a little bit long? Too soon? Too soon to talk about that? All you want is to be on dry land. All you want is get me into a car or something, but like let me get to the other side. But what, what the writer is saying is what a blessing was that stillness, that, that sea like glass, that it was, it was as calm as, as a whisper. What a blessing was that. And, and as he brought them safely into harbor, our next story is when they get to the other side. In Jonah the sailors were awestruck by the Lord's power and they offered him a sacrifice and vowed to serve him. We were just singing about a song of, of what is it that you want from us? Is it, is it a life laid down? Is it, you know, what, what is it that you want? I'll, I'll make my vows to you now. These were, in, in Jonah, which we'll see in a few weeks, these are, are men that they didn't actually know the Lord until this moment, but it, it was kind of confusing to Jonah. Jonah's someone who believes, and he's kind of being disobedient, and then all of a sudden, these sailors, they, they pray to the Lord. The Lord answers, and they're like, we're gonna serve him. And so to them, that's, that's kind of the, the next step. When they were trying to ask Jonah, like, well, well who are you? Well, I, I love this part of it because I think this could apply to us today. You'll see on the screen. I worship the Lord, the God of heaven, who made the sea and the land. And so in their context, uh, anyone, if a God could control that, I mean, they must be, they must be awesome and, and worthy of, of worship. 
And so we believe Jesus is creator, we believe he's, he's savior, and this is one way where he saved these men in this boat and, and perhaps the, the people around, but he's also Lord over all. And so as Mark is taking us through, he's trying to say that everything listens to Jesus, and so would, would we. But here's, here's the challenge that I want for us today, to really get into the meat of the, the so what. That's, it's a really nice short story, and we can learn a lot from it, but what do we actually do uh, from this? And, and so this is where I, I want us to, to camp out for a moment. So there's after the storm, and then there's during the storm. There, there's two different things here. So if you picture yourself in the sandals, I guess, of, of the disciples here, maybe they took them off in the boat, but the point would be, if you picture them, Jesus is asleep. Is he even paying attention? They, they can't tell. They're in this boat, uh, it, many of them probably former fishermen, right? And so they would have experienced this on the Sea of Galilee before, but this is at such a level that they think they're, they're going to drown. They think that it's all over. So there's during the storm, and they're freaking out. But after the storm, this is what happens. They're actually more terrified. They're more terrified. And, and so this is the, the question is, when they're asking, who is this man that even the wind and waves obey him, it says just before that the disciples were absolutely terrified. They're terrified by not the stillness of the water, but experiencing what, what just happened. This person on the boat with them, they're trying to figure out, is he really the Messiah? Is he, Only God can do this. Is he God? They're trying to figure this out. They're more terrified than they were before. This is strange, and, and perhaps part of why Jesus asked them the question, why are you afraid? Do you still have no faith? So that's the question that we have to wrestle with today is, is what is our life like? Maybe we haven't been in this same exact scenario. No, we haven't. And what I won't say is that he's going to calm every storm in your life. But what I will say is that eventually he will. And so that's the difference is, is that today we might be in one. There's during the storm and there's after the storm. And, and, and what are we going to wrestle with here? It's so easy to be in awe after Jesus had done something but it's so hard for us to wait in the messy middle, is it not? And that's where we're at. Typically, in Mark, when he's, he's kind of showing us who the person of Jesus is, it's actually connected directly to discipleship, choosing to follow. It, it starts with understanding who Jesus is, but then it understands who we are and if we're going to follow him or not. Many of us have already settled this, but in a few moments when we sing this final song, it really has to do with Jesus being a firm foundation, our trust being in him, being uh, firm, even when we're unsettled. And so that's where we're gonna wrap up in, in just a moment. The band will, will, will come up here uh, to sing, but this is what we're, we're really looking at today is, is who is this man? Well, we come in with a kind of a pre-faith that Jesus is who he says he is. Jesus is who the, the Bible writers say he is. But are we going to, actually wrestle with that today on our own, whether we're in the storm or not. And so I want to pray for you in, in a moment because uh, we've noticed in the last even few months here that there, there's a lot of excitement, but there's a lot of heartache too. I feel that even though uh, things are better, we, we see so many people coming back and uh, COVID's still a, a real thing, 
but a lot of the restrictions have, have loosened even three months ago, and, and it's taken a while for some of us to feel a little bit more comfortable being around more people, but there's, there's kind of some trauma that we are experiencing still. Uh, I've, I've noticed this. Have you noticed this? You, you kind of feel like, how close should I be? What should I do? These things. This is something real that we all kind of went through together and are still kind of coming out of. But many people, whether it's been the loss of a loved one or, or going through different transitions, uh, this has been a, a difficult season. And what we're kind of looking at here is that it's not just a general will you continue to, to follow, but even in the midst of, of the hardships that we're going through, will we put our complete trust in the one who can, who can still it all? As Mark's trying to communicate in the overarching kind of theme of, of his gospel account is that this Jesus, he really is the Messiah. He really is the one that brought the good news. He is the one that says the time is here, the kingdom is near. So, so turn, repent, change your mind and, and, and turn to God. Would you do that? He's the one who will in the end still it all, calm it all to a whisper, which is, is really awe-inspiring. And, and so this is where we're landing is that if Jesus really is that firm foundation, even when you feel like you're in a boat that's about to go down, is he not worthy of all our trust, even when we're unsettled? So that question, who is this man? Well, this Jesus, he's the one who does what only God can do because he himself is God. Father, we thank you so much for this series and, and this, this summer just to, to look into your word and, and to come uh, draw closer to you uh, as the scene behind me should remind us of, of rest and relaxation. Sometimes things don't feel that way, but, but really the point would be to, to come into your presence, uh, not in, in fear, but, but in awe based on, on what you've done. We thank you so much for, for who you are. We thank you so much for uh, your presence here today and and Father, my prayer before this and, and during this service has been that we would really know that you are living water, that you offer that to us. Some don't even know the prayer to, to offer right now, but we pray that you would continue to teach us, that we would be praying for one another, that, um, Father, we would really find our rest in you, that those who are thirsty, even if they don't fully know how to articulate that, that we'd be drawn to you, that you would provide for us in this time. Father, some of us are, are, are bringing to mind things that feel like we're in a boat going down and, and not sure if you're paying attention, but similar to those sailors uh, in, in the case of Jonah, they're just saying, would, would you just pray, just see, maybe, maybe God will listen, maybe he will spare us. Well, we know that we can, we can talk with you. We know that we can come directly to you. We know, especially spiritually, you want us to, to come to you. You want to uh, create us make us a new creation, make us into children of God. You're willing to adopt us into your family. And so uh, for any here today that might not yet have experienced that, would we experience that? Would we have a, a freshness as, as well? Those that it might've been many years since we first uh, made a commitment to, to follow you, would we feel that fresh and anew today? Would you change our mind? Would you, would you help us to see you in a new way? God, we, we believe that 
in, in this. You, you really did speak to the waves. You really did speak to the wind, and, and they listened. And, and now, whatever it is, even in a whisper, if you're speaking it to us, would we pay attention? Would we know your voice? Would we hear you? Whatever it is, would we be able to place our full trust, not to fear, not to be terrified by your power, but really be in awe that as powerful as you are, that you love us. We thank you so much. And, and so as we get ready to, to sing, you really are worthy of it all. You're worthy of all the songs we could ever sing. And so, Father, as we just kind of bask in your presence today, would this be refreshing to all of us here in this room, those online? Would it be a time that we're drawn closer to you, we understand you a little bit better, that we really understand ourselves through you a little bit better, and our ultimate trust would be placed in you. We love you, and we want to worship you now. In Jesus' name.